Today's episode is sponsored by Wink. So I'm a really big fan of wine, but I admittedly know nothing about it. I basically walk into the grocery store, normally Whole Foods, and I'm like, hey, what should I have? And I look around at pretty bottles and I'm like, this is a cute bottle. I like the shape of it. I like the design. I really like the typography in this situation. And that's pretty much how I decide, which, you know, sometimes can work out because occasionally I'm getting wine that's, you know, good and the price is just, uh, you know, a decent price. But other times it's like, I'm not getting the best wine that I could get for the dollar amount. And that's what I love about Wink is they really help you through that process of finding a wine that tastes delicious, it looks good on the outside, and the price is right. Yeah. Like, if anyone's ever been in the wine out at just Target, mm-hmm. it's overwhelming. So uh, what I love about Wink, which is an online personalized wine club, is that they allowed me to take an awesome test to get my palate preference so they know what kind of wine I like, and they gave me some options. I picked three options. I got complimentary wine from them that we are drinking right now, and it is... Forma de Vida. It's delicious. <laughs> it is so delicious. So like a white blend and the label, which they they partner with um, local artists to make the label. So this label is so gorgeous. All the Beautiful. labels are gorgeous. I mean... I'm a design snob. I'm a designer. So getting wine that looks cute. And we and can't decide good. which one we like the most. It's, no, they all, they're all beautiful and they're all delicious. <laughs> they're all great. Um, so you guys need to go to trywink.com backslash heart and hustle to save $20 off your first order of wine. And there's complimentary shipping on four bottles more. So that encourages you to drink more wine, which you should do because that's the kind of world we're living in right now. So to save $20 off your first order, visit trywink.com backslash heart and hustle. And then you can be living in wine land like we are. Go follow us on Instagram because we'll be drinking wine via social media for the next couple of days. Enjoy. Cheers. Hi, I'm Charisma O'Keefe. And I'm Angelica Yard. And we're the heart behind the Heart and Hustle podcast. Every Wednesday, we share a new episode with our listeners on topics that range from business and creativity to leadership and innovation. We also interview some of the best and brightest in the industry and spread our love of entrepreneurship all over the internet with our hashtag, BossSoHard. We're on a mission to help you find balance in your life, creativity in your career, and dollars in your bank account. So sit back, relax, and take notes while we show you how to dream big, work hard, and repeat. Hi guys, welcome back. It is the week of Thanksgiving. <laughs> I am here and Charisma is in New York City right now. Yeah, so I just got back from Boston. We decided to go kind of last minute. We had booked uh, to go into New York and we knew we were going to be basically there for like the second half of November. And last minute we we're like, you know what, let's go to Boston. And uh, then after that we headed over to Franklin to surprise uh, my brother's boyfriend who started Into the Woods, which was amazing. And now we're in New York and we're getting ready to head to Connecticut tomorrow for Thanksgiving. So it's just been like really busy, Um, but I'm just so happy because I know we've been talking about doing this uh, interview that we have today for a while and I'm probably biased, but I feel like it's the best guest that we've ever had. It's the the best guest. It is. I don't think I don't yeah. think it's wrong. Sorry, other guests. You just have to deal with it. <laughs> She's like, what else? Whatever. I'm like, I mean, I can't be blamed because today we're interviewing my brother Benjamin O'Keefe. So yeah, I'm a little bit biased, but I think that you guys are gonna love him just as much as we do. So I mean, Angelica just backed me up on it, so I don't even feel bad about it. Uh, so welcome, Ben. Hey, welcome. I like myself too. <laughs> <laughs> Life has changed. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on up. 
So you do a lot of things, and rather than try to even cover it all, I'm just going to let you go ahead and like explain to anybody who hasn't heard of you uh, what what it is that you do. Um, well, that's a really hard uh, question to answer. Uh, I am a producer, an activist, an actor, and a motivational speaker, and a, a cultural consultant and a digital consultant. Um, basically, I make things go viral, and I try to do good with that virality and make an impact. Awesome. That sounds super important <laughs> to today's society. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird, um, you know. I I really do represent a business and my name and my brand has become synonymous with a lot more than just me, uh, which is amazing, uh, but also a lot of responsibility. It means that I'm always on. I'm always at work because I am work. <laughs> I am work. Oh, man, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> we like hide behind our podcast, especially me. I hide behind a podcast. I don't I don't like being visual. So I really respect the fact that you're able to do that. And one of the things that I, you know, in that business of being you and the brand of being yourself, your personal and your professional life overlapped very often. So how do you stay balanced? Um, it's hard. I think that you really have to set boundaries and you have to retain ownership over your own story. Because the truth is, when you are a brand uh, in and of yourself, people feel like they know you very well, but sometimes that knowledge can be misconstrued for ownership over, over a person's story. And so, for example, I have, you know, 10,000 followers on Instagram. Hey, guys. Um, and <laughs> I, uh, I post a lot of pictures of my, my partner and I, and so people feel as if they know him and as if they know our story and as if they know exactly who we are. And so I had to kind of step back and be like, wait a minute, like, you know, I'm sharing a lot of who I am, which is great, and I want to be authentic. That's a huge part of my brand, but I also need to be able to hold some things sacred and be able to make space. Another great tip is sometimes just taking a social media break. Um, as someone who built a career around social media, it's sometimes scary to think about, but the truth is in three days, your followers will still be there ready to be engaged, ready to, to you know, respect your brand that you've created, but you'll come back refreshed and um, really fresh. So I actually just got done with a three day social media uh, break over the weekend and it was lovely and I am feeling refreshed and ready to go. Um, so that's another great tip. So you speak a lot both um, online, you know, in the social space and also you travel to speak. So your job requires you to be outspoken, like you're a political figure as well. Um, and I mean, obviously I've known you your entire life and you've always kind of been outspoken. I think you've always been great with words and, and you're really good at making me feel better. Like whether it's, you know, the whole world seems like it's going to hell or whatever, like you're, you're just re really great with words and making people feel better. But finding your voice isn't like an overnight thing and it's a lengthy process. I've watched mm -hmm. you kind of go through it. So what steps did you take to find your voice? Um, I think let's first talk about what it means to have a voice, right? Uh, for me, I grew up the fat gay poor kid, like the bullying trifecta. I was I represented a lot of marginalized voice, uh, a lot of marginalized groups, and therefore my voice wasn't very loud. It wasn't given a lot of respect or presence or appreciation. So to really find my voice, I had to find who I am, and I had to find what I had to offer to the world and what I needed from the world in return. And so I think a huge part of that process is learning to appreciate the journey. So being 22, being very successful, making a lot of money, having to have come from behind uh, to get to where I am, I've often looked at the end 
and the result that I wanted. And I didn't think about the journey that I needed to take to get there. And I just wanted the end results. And what I lost in that is the, the, the knowledge and the learnings that come from making mistakes, from you know, literally just from making mistakes. Making mistakes is a great, great tool to learn from. Um, if you don't have any mistakes in your life, I feel bad for you because you have nothing to learn from, no point to grow from. Uh, and so acknowledging the problems I had, acknowledging the things that I wanted to do that I wasn't able to, whether for my fault, through my faults or the faults of, you know, oppression that was placed upon me, I realized that like I could really find out who I was. And when I did that, when I started acknowledging the good, the bad, and the ugly, I, I learned how to really succeed. I always say the bravest thing that you can allow yourself to be is weak because it's only an understanding your weakness that you can really go stronger. Um, so I guess be introspective. Think about what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. And the wrong things aren't bad, they're just wrong. And think about how you can turn those into the right things that you want in your life. And I think the final tip there is just have happiness. To find balance is find things that make you happy because if you don't have happiness, all of the great things that are ready for you, they won't manifest because you're not in the best place to receive them. So you have to be in the right mental state to receive the success that you're capable of in your business, in your love life, and whatever it might be. You have to be willing and open to it, and you can't do that unless you're in a good place yourself. Um, so I think a lot of it is just really taking time for self, being a little selfish because this is your life. And though we're meant to make a difference and leave the world a little bit better than how we found it, if we don't really take care of ourselves, we can't really take care of anyone else. Amen. Uh, <laughs> I'm like over here, I'm like writing. So my hand is falling apart. I was saying, I'm not, not with you for once, so I don't see you writing. But oh. every week when, when there's that thing that just somebody says and it blows you away, I know you write it all down and I just see you scribbling. So in my mind, I can see that right that's, now. <laughs> that's literally what was happening. I was like, keep talking. I'm writing it all down because everybody's going to want to tweet these things that you're saying. And uh, they need the little snippets to tweet. I retweet that. I retweet that. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, and oh, we're still dealing. Every time I talk to someone, I'm like, I just do the, the huge sigh whenever I say the words, the election. So we talked about politics. Not good. Oh, man. We talked about politics. We talked about the election. We talked about the aftermath of being a business owner and a creative. What is some advice that you have for those who are feeling scared and lost after this election? Because I think people really need that those words and i want our audience members to hear them we may not have given them what they needed last week so i really want them to feel that this week from you um i'll be honest with you for a second i think the truth is what people really need is a dose of reality and the reality is that the fact that donald trump is going to be the next president of the united states is scary and it is problematic and we will have huge fights ahead of us because of it we can ignore the reality that Donald Trump will be president, but on January 20th, it will be so. And so we are allowed to mourn. But there comes a point where we have to stop mourning and start organizing. Because the truth is that while we have all the time in the world to mourn, a Muslim woman or a Mexican student who's here on DACA and paid their $465 to legally stay in the United States, who gave their name and their address trusting our government, that's all gonna be handed over to Donald Trump. That person doesn't have time. 
for queer people, they don't have time. We're running out of time. And so we don't have the time to sit and to cry. We have to take action because to even be a part of the conversation that we're having now, to even be a listener of the podcast, to have the time between jobs to do that is a point of privilege. Just to be part of this conversation on how we get past this is a point of privilege. And so we have to acknowledge that privilege, use the power we have, even if it's small, do something to make a difference. Because the fact is that we have time that a lot of other people don't. Time is running out. So the, the time now is for action. And that means getting out of your comfort zone, going to a protest, making phone calls, calling your, your representatives, voting, maybe running for office, donating to groups like Planned Parenthood as uh, millions of people could potentially lose access to affordable reproductive rights and health care because of uh, the plan to overturn Obamacare, which has given millions of Americans health care for the first time in their lives. So the fact is you have a lot to be scared of. And that's real and that's true, but you have less to be scared of than a lot of other people. And so you have to acknowledge that privilege and start taking action because the only way that we'll get past the next four years as a country, as a society, and ultimately as a world is if we take action right now. So this year has been just very trying, obviously, with the election. And even before the election, uh, it just it started out like I, we should have been warned. I <laughs> Like from from literally from January, it's like I mean I think a lot a lot of people were blindsided by the election and, and just couldn't believe that it happened. Um, but it really wasn't that shocking when you really look at number one the year as a whole and just how things have been going. Um, and I think that you know people of color and women and a lot of different marginalized groups have been saying like, hey, these things have been happening. And I think that like a lot of people weren't really accepting that these things were happening or. Like, let's say that you're a person of color, like maybe you're like a, a black man and you're seeing part of it, but then you're like a female and you're seeing another part. So it's like, there's all these overlapping things that are happening that are horrible. And now we're seeing like all of it. So considering this year has been so trying for so many people, how did you personally manage to get through it? How did you stay in your truth? And how did you, you know, just be able to find the strength to continue using your voice to, to help others and to help yourself? Sure. Yeah, you know, a lot of people woke up on November 9th after the election and they were shocked. How could our country elect this racist, this fascist person? Um, Muslim women woke up and black people woke up and they weren't shocked at all. I knew that racism existed because I had been held up at gunpoint by nine police officers as a kid in high school just for literally existing while black in a wealthy neighborhood. for marginalized groups, we've all seen this pressure, and we've all seen this oppression, but now we're seeing it normalized. Now we're seeing it come out from behind the curtains, and um, and that is scary, and that is a huge problem because we are seeing as, as bigotry is allowed to become the norm and not the dirty little secret. And so, of course, it's disheartening as someone who fights so hard for these groups and someone who knows and fought or Hillary Clinton to be the, the first female president of the United States. I was raised by my mother and my older sister, and I know the power that women had and the power it would have been to have a woman leading the free world. Um, it's I've gotten sad. I've been upset. You know, I, I remember on election night, I was in Philadelphia with 200 people, and I walked out 8.30. I knew it was over. I was counting. I could, you know, I work in politics. I know what, I'm, what I was looking at, and just sobbed 
wiped my tears, walked back in and had to sit in a room for three hours encouraging people that we still had a chance. And I, I mentioned on the podcast as well last week that that was <clears> one of the saddest like moments when you called me. Well, no, you, I think you texted me first to kind of like warn me and you're like, it's not looking good. And then we had that just that somber like conversation later and it was just it was just empty and, and sad and, and unreal, you know. And so yeah, absolutely. And so for me, how do I get through this? Well, I find strength in being as as you know, being strong strong for others. And so <clears throat> I knew that I had no choice but to get through it because uh, a lot of people rely on me. A lot of people depend on me. And that's the thing, as leaders, and a lot of small business owners and the listeners of this podcast are leaders, it, it requires and demands sacrifice. Uh, and that means that sometimes we have to put ourselves aside for a greater good, for something that's bigger than us. And the key there is acknowledging that that will always be a reality in the work that we do and in our, in our who we are as leaders, but also taking the time um, for self-care, allowing ourselves to be upset, allowing ourselves to not have the answers, and knowing that no matter what happens, it ultimately isn't our fault, but we can do something now to make a difference. And so for me, I had to really acknowledge and get rid of the blame that I felt. Uh, and in doing that, I was able to kind of cope. And you know, there are good days and there are bad days. I've recovered from a lot of things and been through a lot of ups and downs. And, Anyone who's had a, uh, adversity in life knows that there are always going to be bad days. But we have to remember that there's more good than bad. More than 1.7 million people more voted for Hillary Clinton than for Donald Trump. And even folks who voted for Donald Trump aren't all evil. They're scared. They're lost. They feel like the system is rigged against them. It is. Now, unfortunately, they were misled by someone who was doing the rigging. And so for me, I find strength in the fact that I have to be strong for others. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's doing well for me this far. So I have this client, she's one of my favorites, but she's really, really obsessed with her old email address because it's easy to use. I've been trying to get, you know, convince her like not to use it anymore, but it's just impossible. Now I'm not knocking on any other email providers, but if you want to sound professional, it's so much better to go with an info or a hello or your name, etc. at your business.com and with hover it's actually easy to do that definitely so much easier with hover what i love about hover is their easy to use interface so when you find the domain that you want it's easy to set up your email you don't have to worry about people thinking that you're spam or going directly to those other inboxes you go directly to them it's professional they will help you set it up so you don't even have to worry about doing all of that technical work on your own, which I absolutely love and love sending my clients to EM host providers who do that because they get confused when I say, hey, go buy a domain name and they go, how do I do that? Or go set up your email. How do I do that? You don't have to worry about that. Hover will actually help you out. You can call them and a real person is going to answer, which is amazing. I don't know how many times I've called customer service and gotten the robot, um, which we absolutely hate, which is the absolute worst. So I want you guys to go over to hover.com. If you use the promo code heart hustle, you can save 10% off your first purchase. So go to hover.com right now, use the promo code heart hustle, and you can save 10% off your first purchase. That's so true. I'm going to switch things up to be a little lighter, um, a little bit lighter, but honestly, I honestly want yeah, the... Like, we're getting into like our end of the year podcast now, so we want to leave people with some holiday cheer going into oh. 
it, it might be cheerful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it might be cheerful depending on how we answer the question because I think the entertainment business is really just one that people think is extremely easy to get into and you of all people know that's not true so um what is some advice that you have for young people who are really trying to make it in the entertainment business yeah i think that's a great question um i would say don't uh i would say create your own success is the key um my friend lena dunham um is a prime example of that someone who isn't uh, a traditional type someone who isn't traditionally beautiful to society's standards of beauty, someone who um, has a quirkier story to share. And, um, you know, I'm actually going to be in an episode of Girls that's coming out um, early next year. And, and when I was on set with Lena, it was a, a beautiful example to me of the power that we have to tell our own stories, especially in marginalized groups. In this case, Lena's telling her perspective and her story as a white woman and and the uh, and how that's affected her and what her life has been like. Um, but black people have stories to tell. We're seeing that with Insecure, an amazing show right now. Um, Muslim people have stories to tell. So many folks have these stories to tell. And if we want them told, we have to be the ones writing the stories. We have to be the ones holding the cameras. We have to be the ones fighting for ourselves and for our own futures and lives and careers. And so if you really want to make it, do it. But don't rely on other people. Find a way. Find your own little loophole. Um, I when I wanted to join the Screen Actors Guild, the only way to join the Screen Actors Guild is to get cast in a Screen Actors Guild production. The only way to get cast is to have an agent. The only way to have an agent is to already have been in SAG productions. It's this endless cycle in which non-traditional types are not meant to be able to break in. So I produced my own web series under a, a SAG New Media contract. 18 years old, did all the contracts, did everything, and gained my SAG eligibility. You I remember to, the day yeah. you found that loophole. That was such a great day, too. Like, you, it, it took you a long time. Like, it was not an overnight thing. And I think a lot of people look at you. You're so successful, and you're so, so young. And I think that people thought, think that it's just, like, this overnight thing that happened, and it's no. really not. This is something that you've been working towards. Like, I've seen you actively working since, I would say, like, 14. And then it's um, a long way to go, it. right? It's yeah. like, I work every day. And yeah. that's the thing, is, like, success is not some overnight phenomenon. And success can be temporary. Great, you can land a dream job or a dream account or whatever it is that you want, but it doesn't mean that it's going to stay there forever if you're not continuing to grow and to work and to fight to keep that. Um, and so I think that's the key. Sometimes people feel like they've reached a point in which they're happy with, and so they they settle. And I think there's a difference between feeling satisfied and settling. I'm satisfied with the life that I live right now. I've worked very hard to get to this life, but I would never settle here. I always will strive to be better for myself and for the people around me. And so I think that's the key is that it takes a lot of hard work and it takes having to find those loopholes because you have to remember in the entertainment industry, millions of people want the same thing that you want and they might be more talented than you. They might be less talented. They might look different. They might look the same. The only real difference between all of us is how hard we're willing to work and what we're willing to do to make it happen. Literally anything is possible. But not everything will be handed to you. So my advice is to go out and, and, and create it yourself. So whether you are um, an entertainer or an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or honestly just you know a person in a regular 9-to-5 job, uh, being a person of color comes with a unique set of challenges. So how do you navigate the entertainment business as a person of color? And what changes do you hope to see in the entertainment business regarding people of color? 
Yeah, I would say navigate with a, you know, a, a sledgehammer, just breaking down walls, you know, <laughs> yes. not just, not even I love it. a person of color, literally just with a sledgehammer. You, you don't navigate, you create the path because there is no path for us. This isn't a maze. This is just a concrete wall that you're digging through, digging through, getting deeper and deeper and enjoying those little, those little moments. And every once in a while, you make a bigger crack than you expected to, and it breaks wide open. But that is not the, the experience for most people. And so for me, I constantly have to work harder. I constantly have to prove who I am and what I have to offer and why I should be given a shot. Uh, and that's a reality for me. I can be upset about it. It's not fair, sure. Or I could do something about it i can fight and i can and i can keep pushing forward and so i have that sledgehammer and i use it every day you know and so that is the only path for people like us is to fight um and eventually progress will be made will it be perfect no the world's not perfect right now and we have a long way to go before people of color truly have a quality in this country but i'm willing to fight for it and i want to pave a way for others to follow in my footsteps to have a little bit clearer of a path. Sure, they'll have to jump over the rubble that I've created and others have created before me, um, but we have to really keep fighting forward, um, swinging that hammer. I want like a giant sledgehammer, <laughs> like for all like a, like a Harley Quinn mallet, but just the sledgehammer. And it'll be yeah. fantastic. Do it. We should just all take them to the Black Panther premiere. <laughs> everything oh my goodness so what influencers are inspiring you right now oh there's so many um i think the first one i'll say is my friend francesca ramsey who um angelica loves yeah (laughs) angelica loves her i do Um, i love her she's she's an amazing talent uh started on youtube talk uh doing black hair tutorials and making funny videos using her comedic skills. She's been on Broad City. She was a corresponding contributor and writer on The Nightly Show with Larry Wilmore. She has her own MTV series to code it. And she is not afraid to say what's true, to talk about hard issues and make it accessible for everyone, from people of color to white people. And um, she takes a lot of heat for it. And that's inspiring to me. Um, she also has a great podcast too, and um, I've learned just like a lot from her in general, which I feel like is hard to say like about a lot of people, but like I just literally learned so much from her. Yeah, I would do anything for her because I know she would do anything for me, and that's the kind of that's the kind of person that when I look for influencers and activists, I want them to to be well intended and to be on my side. And you know, bef- I'm lucky to see Francesca. No, Francesca has a friend, but for people who don't, she cares about them, and she cares about her followers, and she cares about making a difference, and she sacrifices a lot of her own happiness, you know, to do that, to get this hate and and these threats and all that nasty stuff, um, and keep fighting. And that actually reminds me of my another friend of mine, Lacey Green, who is an influencer who is really inspiring me right now. Uh, she had, was part of a Nightline special last night talking about her activist. Uh, activism and she what Lazy does she's also a YouTuber and she runs a YouTube channel called Sex Plus in which she makes sexual education accessible I am inspired by that because it puts her at constant risk Um, she receives so much hatred and vitriol on the internet and she continues to do it because she knows her voice matters and the story she has to tell matters 
Um, so those are two that are, are, are really doing it for me right now. I would also say um, my friend Shishi Rhodes, who is um, an activist in the movement for Black Lives, um, is in L.A. this weekend um, or this week putting on a number of protests. Um, she is a constant inspiration. She is a, a kind of a, a black ally um, to a number of white successful uh, entertainers and kind of teaches them how to navigate the, the Base. And um, she's making a huge uh, difference, and she's done it after coming through some really difficult things in life. And I'm always inspired by people who, instead of succumbing to their adversity, use it as a catalyst to push them forward. And she, she's someone who does that in a really inspiring way. So three powerful, incredible women um, making a difference. I'm inspired by women in general who wake up every day in a world that treats them as second best and continue to fight, to women of color who have created almost every major progressive value and movement that we know, um, but are often left out of the history books. I'm inspired by people protesting in the streets, by people having conversations that are difficult with their families. I'm, in, I'm inspired by the people who wake up every day, even though they see their country turning into something that they don't recognize. Um, waking up every morning is, is an act of resistance in the world that we live in today. So I'm inspired by a lot of different people, um, famous and not who are we're making a difference self-care is uh, really important to us here on the podcast um and we've discussed like my anxiety before and and a whole bunch of other issues um but i feel like you know it's it's always hard when you're an entrepreneur a business owner you're in the entertainment industry you're in a public setting um to kind of like balance that self-care and making sure that you're taking the time to do that so what would you say is a self-care tip that you can share with our listeners to make sure that they're you know taking care of themselves at the end of this year 2016 and getting ready for the new year to just be making sure that they put their best foot forward? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, there's a number of great things. I really do highly recommend taking a break from social media like I talked about earlier. Um, that's a really great tool. But also just finding things that make you happy and finding people that make you happy and support you and understand you or maybe don't understand you but want to make – but, you know, I think that's the key is sometimes we look for people that are just like us, right? And I, and I found that I don't always need someone who's just like me in my life. I just need people who can sometimes be like, holy crap, what you do seems really hard. Like, wow, I'm sorry that you're dealing with X, Y, and Z. I'm sorry that... Yeah, sometimes you need people that are different from you to kind of bring out different things or support you in different ways that somebody exactly like you wouldn't be able to do. Yeah, and so for me, it's like build community. Like, get out of your house or your office or your, your shared co-working space because sometimes... When we run small businesses or entrepreneurs, we are obsessed with our work because we have to be. We're trying to sometimes pay the bills, like most mm -hmm. small business owners, or we're trying to keep pushing towards the goals that we've set for ourselves or the futures that we want for our family. Sometimes you have to step back and, and make some time for yourself. I make time every weekend now. I mean, weekends didn't exist for me. Like, weekends were just weekdays that had you know, different names. Um, <laughs> and, you know, now I really try to take time on the weekends. To, you know, even if it just means getting out and walking in the park or, you know, snuggling up and having some hot chocolate and watching a movie. Um, really making time for things that have absolutely nothing to do with the work that you do. And to actually step away, to turn off the email and the cell in your cell phone. I'm going on a cruise in December. Whoop, whoop. I'm so excited. Yeah, this is going to be my first, like, 
I, I'm not going to bring my computer and I'm, I'm so, I'm like nervous, but I feel like doing it together makes it, there's like strength in numbers. Yeah, I it's just, the first time that I think I'll have been without my computer for that amount of time since my honeymoon. And, and this is probably the first since time. Since you've had a job, like since, since you've had, like, like been a career. Yeah. You know, since I, you were like 17, 18. I am, I look at my phone constantly. I'm always, my job is emails and phone calls and you know, some, you know, famous person is having a crisis and I, I got to handle it, right? I got to handle a lot of hard things. And, um, and it, you know, I, a lot of people depend on me, which is a great thing. And it's a, it's a manifestation of a lot of hard work and a lot of um, responsibility that's been placed upon me, but really making some time just for you and for fun and to step away from work and just be you. Because again, most small business owners or entrepreneurs become an extension of their company in some way. Even if you're not the brand um, like I am as a person, you know, imagine that. Like, it's just a really overwhelming thing sometimes. And sometimes you have to step away and just be, you know, you. Just be you independent of the work that you're doing. Just be you as a person. Um, and find some depth and find some identity outside of the work that you do. Because anyone who loves the work they do is going to fight hard for it. And if you didn't love it, you wouldn't be doing it. Um, that's why you make a decision to, to have to work harder and to not, you know, have health insurance provided mm-hmm. for you and do all these things. Um, and so the key is finding some identity outside of the work that you do and, and more in the person that you are and let that person influence the work that you do ultimately. And I think that's the key. I love all of your advice, except I don't know how to do it. <laughs> like that all sounds fantastic. Maybe. Well, I'll have them write you a checklist. No, oh, I guess. it's not easy, right? Like no. It's, it's, easy it's really hard and yeah. sometimes you can't do it i started really like you know like i'm gonna take the whole day off and i'd spend two hours away from my phone or my computer and i felt accomplished and two hours can become four and, four saying, and, and Jonathan is bad at taking time off on weekends and she's bad at getting enough sleep well i'm good I, at taking time off on weekends but i don't sleep so it doesn't matter that i don't work on weekends because i don't sleep yeah <laughs> Like, I will say that if Ben can, like, get to that point, then I, I have faith for you, girl, because mm. he used to be, like, the biggest workaholic ever. I think now you've, like, taken the throne. I, 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 mean, I was working 17-hour days at one point. I mean, sometimes you just got to force yourself. You just got to say, hey, I'm going to turn off my computer and my phone, and I can sit here and be anxious about it for an hour. <laughs> Like, like a baby, I learned, wow, like whining and crying <laughs> isn't doing much for me. Like, Maybe I go to sleep. Like my baby, <laughs> who is like, oh my goodness, you need to see her because she's like so much sassier since the last time been. Wow, that's crazy. She's sassier. Oh. She is very sassy. Oh, that's man. a side conversation, but you'll you'll probably see her when you come down and she is sassy. Cannot wait. Yeah, you love her and her hair is everything. Okay, continuing on. <laughs> We're talking about goals and maybe in 2017 I'll know how to sleep eight hours. So what are some projects that you're going to be working on, Ben, in the next year? Oh, my goodness. So many projects. Speaking of trying not to be a workaholic, um, this year I'm really taking some time to do the things that I love. Um, writing, creating, performing more. Um, taking a step away from politics a little bit and um, really focusing more on making people happy, um, which I think is just another tool to combat the hate that is existing right now. And I think coming back to self-care, having worked now in politics for three years nonstop, you know, my hair's thinning, I, uh, you know, 
I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm taking some time for me. Um, so I'm going to be working on my book. I'm going to be working on um, a new television project and um, getting back on social media again. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. So I'm going to be creating and hopefully uh, making a difference in the process. I love that. And I'm, I'm glad that you're at a point where you can kind of like do a little bit more of that. And I know you've worked hard to get to the point and, I, and you're yawning right now. Like that's how tired you are. Yeah, indeed. But I, I do, I think obviously going forward, the next few years are going to be challenging, but I know that at least we will have a beautiful art to look forward to. I hope if so. If nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on with us today. I love you and I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy to find be a part part of this amazing podcast. Well, thanks. We appreciate it. We'll link to uh, Francesca Ramsey and Lacey Green's information in the show notes. And Shishi Rose. And Shishi Rose. My yes, I love know. her. Um, and also Ben's as well. Um, and then of course you guys can reach out to us on Twitter at Heart Hustle Pod, Facebook and Instagram at Heart and Hustle Podcast. And you can use the hashtag Boss So Hard to show us how you are dreaming big and working hard. All right, guys. Have a happy Thanksgiving. All right. I will see you next week, Angelica. Listeners, I guess I'll see you next week, too. All right. Bye.